0: Today's podcast is brought to you by TheEngagedInvestor.ca, helping you find and present to joint venture partners. Get your free video training right now at EngagedInvestor.ca, forward slash breakthrough. Hi, this is Dion Begg from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada, and much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888 684 8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy. I keep feeling like I'm going to have all this time freed up because I work about 50 hours a week or, or so, you know, a little bit more than that. But Sandy, okay. you, you've got to work at least 50 hours, don't you?
1: Yeah, but it's not it's not like my hands are all nice and girly looking like this. <laughs> It's work. Yeah, but it's like fun, right? It's different. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast Episode 31
0: And welcome to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you break through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake, and here with me again is everyone's favorite co-host, Sandy McKay.
1: Hey, uh, hey Rob! Uh, happy to be here.
0: How you doing tonight?
1: I'm uh, I'm fabulous. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great.
0: Your girly hands are good.
1: They're clean. They're always, yeah, <laughs> they're good.
0: Yeah, but you got to get in and doing some of those renovations on yourself, swinging that hammer, right? Isn't that where the money is?
1: Right now, I'm, I tell you, I'm, I'm sitting in, in my office, not a, not my home office, work office, and I got our, my own personal residence. People work. It's like 8:30 at night. My own personal residence. People are working there. That's why I had to come here. And our rental property, there's people working there too, putting in late hours.
0: Well, that's uh, good to hear
1: so that's called leverage my so are fact.
0: you sleeping at the office tonight then you're curling up under your desk
1: i don't know we'll see i gotta go home and see what see what the deal is
0: uh i'm doing well too thanks for asking sandy
1: <laughs> always yeah i i know I, I know you're doing more than well so I, I i think we're good everyone's good right
0: yeah i'm good and i'm very excited about today's guest uh sandy we have tyler soulier who won the investor of the year with Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine here with us tonight. So thanks for being here, Tyler.
1: No, no, no.
2: This is great. I'm very excited to join your podcast.
0: It's going to be fun, man. We're going to have a good time. I just want to say, first of all, though, that we have our free gift, as always, on our website, the 7 Freedom Activators that you can trigger in your property starting right now. It's a free report to help you make the best of your rental properties, you know, uh, less stress, more cash, I guess. How the steps to take to get you there. So that free report is on our website. Just go to breakthroughreipodcast.ca and get that for free. And while you're there, check out everything else on the website. You know, you can see uh, links to our own services, and you can see all of the blog posts, bios, links to everything else that uh, we're interested in. So go over there and check that out. And I mentioned on the last episode, I want to say it one more time, that... Just go over to make comments on uh, each episode. If there's something you want to say about a guest that we've had on or a topic that we've discussed, then go over into the comments section for that episode and leave us a comment. And We'll try and get a dialogue going. We'll try and, uh, you know, make some good conversation and get some interesting topics being talked about on the website as well. So for lack of having a forum, which is... uh, is kind of a difficult thing, I guess, for us to set up. On the website, we have our comments section. So, um, you know, let loose. Go over and tell us what you think.
1: Yeah, and no, as always, to give us a review on iTunes. Uh, we always appreciate that. Five-star rating, of course. Uh, and I know everyone would do that anyways. So go over and do that. And always helps us grow the show and uh, get it out to more people. So definitely do that. What else, Rob? Is that it for housekeeping?
0: Well, we've got, a like, how many five-star reviews do we have? We've got a bunch. I was looking at other, this is what I do in my spare time, I was looking at other um, real estate podcasts, and you know what, we do pretty well compared to some of the big ones that I listened to that I thought would have uh, blow us out of the park. We've got quite a few reviews and quite a few uh, ratings, and we're doing quite well, so mm-hmm. I encourage everybody, if you like the show, go over and and do that for us, and let Everybody you know, you know, know about the show.
1: Yeah, I have a big and family, Rob. That's probably where the reviews come from.
0: <laughs> you've got a big family? Yeah,
1: I told them all the reviews. So.
0: Actually, I think your mom is one of the comments <laughs> oh, yeah? on one of the episodes. I'm pretty sure she is. Maybe. I can't remember which one, but I was looking through and I believe she is. Oh,
1: I didn't even notice that one. All right, Rob. You got a big, you got a big announcement. Let's hear it.
0: I do. Well, my big announcement is that I put my... Notice in at my job that I've been at for the last 12 years. So I'm going to be full time in real estate as of tomorrow, as actually my last day at the job. So I'll insert some uh, clapping right there for myself. Congratulations. And thanks, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming. It's been a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, a lot of just trying to figure out how it was all going to work and what it was going to look like when I was done. With this job, but I've been looking forward to it for a long time, and it's something that you know, Quentin De Souza, you know, I would I would call him my mentor has has really helped me and and pushed me through into that direction and got me to where I am. So, man, I, mean, I got to thank him, and I'm just really excited about the next phase going forward here with with all the exciting things that I have coming up, and I'm going to be joining Michael Dominguez's team at RE/MAX. And so I'm I'm pretty excited about that too. So just looking forward to a new chapter in life, man. It's gonna be exciting.
1: So realtor investor, everything, eh? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome, man. It's awesome. I can. I, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the girly yeah. hands too. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Keep them smooth, man, like butter. It's nice. <laughs> no crackly. You, know, you, you, you can tell when you're when you're working the. Uh, when you're working in real estate, for as long as you're not doing all the work, maybe if you want to do some work, you might still get a bit dirty.
0: Well, I'm sure I'll do a little bit of it, but you know that's that's not where the money is. That's what they say. Yeah. Find the deal and get the job done and supervise. That's where the money is, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, and what about you, man? You've got a flip going on, and you've uh, oh, well, you were mentioning that your house is a disaster, but how's the flip going?
1: Uh, not a flip but like a buy uh, buy, fix refinance and hold it's it's going good I, I guess the only thing I'd say is that uh, we our, our timing's been not, not delayed too much it's just been a bit slow moving we have uh, permits and stuff need needed to get from the city um, something we're converting to a legal duplex so we were a bit delayed on the closing because of something the sellers had on title and I, I guess the, the lesson in it is just Make sure you have everything in line as much as possible before starting a project, so you can get the ball rolling um, right away. You know, especially when you're dealing with permits and stuff through the city, it can get delayed quite a lot. So make sure you're ready to go, and so your timelines aren't uh, aren't screwed up too much. We were pretty good um, with this one, but it's always a challenge. It's always a challenge working with the city. So be prepared for those types of things if you're getting into that type of project,
0: especially in Hamilton. I hear.
1: Um, yeah. I I mean, it's a little bit everywhere. Hamilton definitely can be slow. Won't deny that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, if anyone wants to invest in Oshawa, give me a call because they're awesome out here. (laughs) But, um, okay. So I guess, what is that about it? We're going to jump into the interview now, Sandy? Does that sound good? I think so. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, well. Like we mentioned already, we have Tyler Soulier on the line with us tonight. We're going to talk to him about his company, Tysol Real Estate Group, and it's in Windsor. And I know we're going to learn a lot here tonight. So um, let's get into it. Hey, thanks for being here again, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, again, thank you very much. I'm I'm excited and uh, great intro. That was uh was very interesting. Both you guys, Rob. That's that's awesome that you can now step away from your job. So uh, I'm sure there's there's lots of people that want to know how to do, how to do that, especially uh, especially in, in this day and age, right? So uh, congratulations and uh, good job on the the flips you got going. I don't know where you're gonna sleep, but that's that's um
1: that's always a challenge.
2: <laughs> Never had that problem.
1: Figure it out. I'm excited to have someone from Windsor on. I, we, uh, Windsor's apparently a pretty hot town now for uh, for real real estate. So I, I'm excited to hear a little bit about that, maybe.
2: Windsor is, is still very very affordable in terms of well yeah. you, you said you're from Hamilton and and Rob uh, Oshawa, I don't know much about the Oshawa market but Windsor is still you, you guys see the reports and the news articles I think we're still what the third uh, hottest market but in terms of affordability you know you, you can get a nice house for hundred thousand dollars down here
0: <laughs> really
2: oh oh exactly right it, it's uh, it's kind of what they're they're pushing for the market in terms of getting the people from the GTA to, to learn more about the city down here because it, it's a great place to retire. And, uh, you know, you're not, you're not breaking the banks. So you, you, you have that option to now sell your million dollar home in Toronto and get the kind of same house down here for a fraction of the price. And it's, it's really making it a seller's market in, in Windsor. Cause I, I, I am a realtor as well. So I'm, I'm seeing the, the prices continually going up and up and up and, and as an investor, that's as good as well.
0: You know, we, yeah. I was just at a real estate group last night, and we were looking at, in Durham region, January, so what's that, about the last eight months or so, the yep. price increase. And it's absolutely insane. It's about an average of 15% through, the, through at, Durham, Durham region. Yeah.
1: Man. Wow.
0: It's, that's ludicrous over eight months. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how much longer that can last, but I know we're still we're, – we're in the beginning of uh, uh, of a boom phase. So I guess it's going to go on for a while. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens, eh?
2: Yeah, you wish you had that crystal ball, right, Rob?
0: <laughs> well, I, I believe I do.
1: Oh, good. 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 <laughs> I'll let Same you go. <laughs> that's good. So- Tyler, let's get let's hear about how you got um, into real estate investing. Why did you choose real estate, and just how uh, how it all got going for you?
2: Yeah, I guess we'll try to keep it a quick story. Uh, you know, I, I did schooling. I've always been a numbers guy, and uh, the family owned an automotive business, and I like business. You know, business numbers kind of go together. Turns out I hated automotive the automotive industry itself, but I've always liked like numbers and investing. Had a friend from Toronto actually who was a realtor say, Hey, you gotta get into real estate. So, you know, I started kind of looking at, you know, it seems like everyone gets wealthy in real estate. So I kinda said, Okay, well, I got my realtor license and that that was kind of my segue into investing in real estate. Yet I had no idea that being a realtor and investing were almost two different things, right? You learn about the industry. But you don't learn about investing. So I did that for about a year in Toronto. And uh, I finally said, being from Windsor, born and raised, uh, I decided to move back to Windsor. And I just so happened to meet someone that has been investing. And it's almost kind of like you almost need a mentor. So he kind of became my mentor and showed me kind of the basic rules of how to invest in real estate. Either fix and flipping or buying income properties. And, you know, when you actually sit down and just kind of look at it, it it comes down to numbers, and that's exactly what I liked, right? So I'm a spreadsheet fanatic and ended up buying my first property probably a year and a half after I became a realtor. And, you know, now I have about – I don't have 17, but I bought 17 properties in the last year and a half. Awesome. And I got 13 right now currently. So, yeah, that's kind of how just it just – Snowballed. Don't even know why or how it happened, but I, I just I loved it, just loved it. And like you, Rob, I, I didn't want to work at a desk job, or I don't know if you were, but I just didn't want to do that forty hours a week every day for the next forty years. I figured let's do something I like to do. So and I, and I like this. So that this is kind of how I got got into it.
1: Cool. And and what sort of properties are you, are you buying then? Okay, so what do you look for in an investment property and and what kind of properties are you buying?
2: Right. So so I, I, I always was talking with a lot of people. You'd meet some people that were investing all over North America. I got properties in Detroit. I got properties in Florida. I got properties in Vancouver. You know, I, And I spoke with Julie Broad or I've watched her courses and, I, and I've taken her courses. And she always – she did the same thing basically across Canada. And then she de- settled in her hometown of Nanaimo. Same thing, right? I, I kind of looked at other cities, but I know Windsor, right? And it's it, it takes a lot of homework to really get to know a city because you got to get to know people. And I felt comfortable with the with the city here in Windsor and there's plenty of opportunities. So to really start out, when I bought my first property it was basically, I, I looked at the numbers and said, hey, I'm, I can flip this and make 30000 I didn't really have a, a set property to buy probably for the first six months. I was buying anything that looked like a deal to me just because it was low-priced and in a pretty decent area. There was really no no system to it. Probably after about a year to probably 14 months, uh, I, I realized, because I was buying from a single-family home to duplexes to fourplexes, I, I had a 21-unit. I still have it. I'm trying to sell it. I got an eight-unit commercial. I've now realized that... I like the single-family homes, I like the duplexes, and, and maybe an odd fourplex, but other than that, we're uh, uh, that's all I kind of look forward to now when, I, when I'm looking to buy an investment property here in Windsor.
0: So you hung? did you hang on to all of those properties that you bought, or did you flip some of them, or what was your strategy with, with those ones?
2: Yeah, the, so, the, so the first property I ever bought, I said, hey, let's just buy this. It was a duplex. You're going to laugh at the price. It was a... Each unit was three bedrooms, and I bought it for forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> and I sounds ended up t- put.
1: <laughs> What's that? <laughs> sounds, sounds like you're. It was in Detroit. It,
2: it, it almost it almost was. It, it was actually a pretty good area, right? So I, I figured you know what this is. If no one else is gonna hop on this, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. And my my thought was I'm just gonna buy it and I flipped it, and uh, and I actually did flip it. I, I put thirty five into it and uh duplexes fixed up we're going about 130 but that was where i had a a real another real estate agent friend come to me and say why don't you just hold on to it you know you just refinance it and you know collect the rent so after that one i bought ended up buying another duplex kind of similar similar type uh you know needed some work that's usually what i do i buy properties that need work do some renovations and then i usually now just end up uh refinancing them and holding on to them so that's Kind of what woke me up to the idea of, of of just holding on to these properties that I was instead of fixing and flipping them, and I only done that three times is just fix them up, and you know you basically increase the, the equity in the property right there. And with Windsor's market it, right now, it's pretty safe to do that because the prices are going up. So as you're buy, you know as you're renovating them, you're, you're still getting that uh, that appreciation.
0: So what year was it that you bought that forty five thousand per unit one?
2: That was December eighteenth, two thousand thirteen.
0: Or was it? No, it was a total of forty five thousand. Was it or?
2: It was the purchase of the whole property was forty five thousand. Whole place
1: forty
2: five thousand. Yeah. That is incredible. I don't
0: even understand that.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't each unit. It was literally the whole <laughs> duplex uh, had parking in the rear. Uh, it was kind of near the downtown core. So it was, it was a nice property. You couldn't, unfortunately prices are going up. So a property like that now might be 60, 70 grand. I haven't found a deal like that probably the last year. You're saying, you're saying
0: in like comparatively, if you were just to compensate for inflation, what you would pay now, if you got that deal.
2: Exactly. But
0: still, that sounds like it's way undervalued. What year did you say that was? Sorry.
2: 2013 December 18th, so not even two years ago. Wow,
0: that's incredible. I don't. I yeah. Mean, okay, I'm going to Windsor.
2: Win- yeah, Windsor. Well, about two, well, like I said, almost two years ago now. Windsor was not even on Inwin's radar. So now there's been a lot more investors from all over Canada that are that are coming to to look, and it's it's driven the prices up. There there is multiple offers. I bought three in the last month, and two of them were multiple offers. So you're competing kind of like you guys probably are in the Hamilton and Oshawa area. Yeah. There's a lot more hype about Windsor now, for sure. It's probably nowhere near a Hamilton or Durham region, but it, it, the word's slowly getting out, so it's making it a little more difficult. What
1: kind of rents would you be getting on, uh, say, after you fix that one up, that du- that duplex?
2: I would probably, on a three-bedroom, I'd be looking around eight or 900 plus.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
2: so the rents are there are you could get around 7 to 9 for a two bedroom uh single family homes just rented one out for 950 plus. Uh so the the rents are quite good for for the value of the property you you're you're purchasing.
1: Yeah. Mm. Okay. So how do you find your deals then? Are you buying them off off of um, MLS? Are you tracking down private deals? W- what kind of things are you doing?
2: You know, I, I haven't even had the time to really go off off MLS at all. Uh, usually all but one of my properties that I purchased were on MLS. Mm-hmm. And we're talking 18 properties in the last uh, what, year and a half. So, uh, yeah, I, I've looked into, you know, you know, sending out the flyers saying, hey, we buy houses. But, you know, usually it's kind of working. I'm a realtor, so that kind of gives me not not a huge leg up. But basically, if something hits the market today versus the public seeing it usually a day later by the time it's uploaded to MLS or realtor.ca, I, I can get into there and look at it. Uh, the only the only thing is well, Windsor still has quite a few power sales. I'm not sure if that's normal in, in a lot of other cities. So the banks like to usually limit uh, – they won't look at any offers for about seven days. So even even though I, I can see it probably the first day before anyone else does, being a realtor, uh, I still got to wait seven days to put an offer in before the bank would even look at it. So that's usually why I'm still stuck in multiples. And that's yeah. usually why the price gets driven up. Sometimes over list and you know cutting into to your your profit, right? You, you, like I said, I'm a numbers guy, so I don't want to. You got to take emotion out of it. Uh, first six seven properties I purchased, it was it was kind of emotion. So now I've sat back and there's always going to be a, a deal. You just got to be patient.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so, what kind of uh, challenges? Uh, Or were some of the challenges you faced starting out, uh, how did you handle them and overcome them?
0: Uh, Just before you get into that, sorry, I I, I meant to ask you. I wanted to – so is there any wholesalers down in that area or do you know anybody that's trying to do that and and are any of them successful?
2: I'm glad you actually brought that up because I saw that was uh, on your title there, Rob. And I've learned a lot about wholesaling. I don't know anyone that does it in the Windsor area. No? I, I knew one guy that that I worked with when I was an eight, more focusing on being on an agent than investing, that was trying to do it. And it sounded like he was wholesaling out of people in Vancouver. And I think he did it to one property sold them. Don't know what happened to the guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, there's a side story to that. That's why I don't know what happened to the guy. But uh, no, it, wholesaling is not something that a lot of people or anyone that I know of is doing down here in the Windsor area. That's interesting. So, I mean, yeah, I can hear up. Oh, did we cut out there? Okay. Yeah, I'm good.
0: Sandy, are you there?
2: No, we're
0: good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that, that does. I'm just curious. Like, I don't know what the implications are as far as being a realtor. I know I'm going to learn, but, uh, I know that you have to have like full disclosure that you are a, um, that you are a sales representative, yep. but, but I mean, it sounds to me like it would be worth your while to um, to try and do some private marketing down there. There is a real, like, uh, the one thing that I've noticed anyway is just that, I, I think I might have said this on the show, I'm not really sure, but I've done a lot of wholesaling and actually done pretty well at it, and people... Seem to always be happy with with me when I'm done and when we get the deal closed, just because of the situation that they're in when we start out, right? But I know a lot of people that have like that are seller agents, and like the people that they worked with just aren't happy <laughs> with them. And I mean, I, I'm I'm making general statements. I'm sure that that's not the case for everyone, but it just seems to me like uh, people aren't happy with their sellers agents a lot of the time. And uh, and the and the wholesaling is has done really well for me. So
2: yeah, I I think there definitely is a market down here. You're right. I I believe that. Uh, you're right. Selling agents maybe don't do the job, and you can step in and fill that void. No, I could see that for sure.
0: Well, it's interesting. The only reason I brought this up is because now that I'm sort of transitioning, people are coming up to me and they're saying, you know, who can I who can <laughs> to tell me some wholesalers I want to get on their list and I'm like I don't know any and I can't really huh. think of anybody who's wholesaling now I, you know I see signs out there but I don't know if these people are wholesaling or just trying to um, find their own deals or what they're doing but uh, you know do you know any Sandy in Hamilton or
1: uh, there's one guy here who does quite a bit actually um, he m- markets everywhere to the point where he stands on the side of the uh, one of the main blocks in the summertime in a chicken suit and dances around with his sign.
0: <laughs> oh really? Come yeah. on.
1: Is I he... think I say that picture, haven't I?
0: Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Is is that the actual <laughs> dude, or does he pay somebody to dance Sweet. around the chicken suit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope he pays some. Oh, it's not chicken. Wow. It's bird. Big Bird.
0: Big Bird. What? Right.
1: I hope he pays someone for it. It's pretty funny though. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: He's he's the only one I, I I know him. He actually does. He keeps a lot of them though. I, I know he doesn't really wholesale a lot of them. He keeps mo- probably the mo- majority of them for himself. And I, I see some other signs and stuff, but I I don't think they last. I think they're you know people fresh off a uh, a weekend course or something where they learned and tr- wanted to try it out. and Most of the time they try it out for a few weeks and then give up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Just because, like you said, things are starting to go into multiple offers, and that's the same way it is around here, and that's the way it is in Hamilton and across GTA, like everywhere. Everything's going into multiple offers now, and if, and and how, and places around here are selling for $40,000, 50000 over asking, and then things are just getting ridiculous, you know?
1: Yeah. If I could say one thing quickly on that, though, it can be deceiving because I had a client earlier this year who there was five offers on this place in, in the second day who got listed, the listing realtor had no idea what she was doing. Obviously, um, listed it at like 230 grand. Um, my guy who bought it, ended up winning and buying it for 275. And it's a, it's gonna be a four unit. It's legal three units. He's making it four units, but it's gonna be worth like he's putting in about 100 grand, so he's gonna be in for just under 400. I mean, the place is gonna be worth close to six hundred grand after. So, I mean, I, I, I think that sounds pretty good to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think that sounds all right.
1: And that's on, a, and that's a, in multiple offers, just because you get situational, right? It depends what what the listing real agent is doing, and if she knows the market or he knows the market well enough to price it properly. And you never know; you can still get good deals in multiple offers. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Cause I'm wondering how your guy actually won that.
1: Well, he probably. He, I mean, I I don't know. It, we were really quick to act on it, and uh, I don't know. We we were gonna offer two fifty when there was only uh, one other offer, and then we had to go higher because there was like five of them. We said, "Oh well, you gotta get this. It's just a crazy deal."
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I, I'm kind of surprised. Was, no one else knew enough to go even higher. I mean, you could have bought it for three fifty and done well. Sure. Yeah.
2: You guys don't. uh like down here, and probably there, there's no
1: conditions usually,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying, right? Or if you want to win. Yeah.
1: Like that one specifically, I think we put a one-day inspection condition. Oh, wow. That was it, just to get – just one day, right, to keep it really short. But you can it, – it, it varies. You can do conditions, but obviously it hurts you a bit. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think all the properties I buy just go no conditions, and you know they're never sometimes never the best offer, but uh, like I said, there's quite a few bank sales still down here, so uh, they like to see that.
0: (laughs) With power of sale, I don't see. I wish I knew all the legalities to this kind of stuff. But with power of sale, if you can go straight to the owner, because the the bank doesn't take title. It stays in the yeah. it stays in the owner's name until it's sold and they have right up until the day of closing to sell it themselves. Right? So, um, yes, that is that is how it goes. Yeah, they're so, that's right. They're on title, correct.
1: So, said so you don't know the rules, but you're sounding pretty confident. So, I'll Well,
0: I know that it's true. I'm just saying I don't know being a realtor, I don't know if you can go around hmm. real estate in that case. Right, but right oh. now I'm working on one where it's in power of sale and I'm talking straight to the owner. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: Is it a, it's is a, it legal it a duty. bank or is it a private uh,
1: lender?
0: It doesn't, it has... doesn't matter. As long no, right. if,
1: well, it's not listed yet, right? No, it
0: it's not listed, but that doesn't matter. You have that, that seller has, they still have title to the property. So that seller has right up until the day it closes to come up with the sale on their own. Huh.
2: I've I've never uh, been down that road. Wow.
0: I mean, and and hey, that's directly out of my uh, phase three learning, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh that's good. That's good. Jeez. So uh, yeah. So I and that's funny that that came up right now because there's a like I said, I'm dealing with the property. It's in power sale right now, and and I'm talking to the to the owner. So I'm hoping that's gonna go well.
2: I've only done that once. Maybe it's the same situation where I knew the bank was was gonna take it, but I, I had to talk to the owner. But yeah, I know it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's down, here, so, down I mean, here if, if that
0: paperwork's in the window, then try and track down who owns it. I don't like again. Yeah, I, being a realtor is a whole different ball game. I don't know how that would work, <laughs> but
2: right. Right, but as an investor, you're, you yeah, you're looking to get them before they go power a sale. And like I said, I did that once, and I think that comes back to almost the wholesaling. You, you have to have, uh, you know, your your what are they, bird dogs or your your buyers list and people looking out for you to find those deals.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna train them. That's that's what I'm doing, <laughs> man. I'm gonna train yeah. an army there you of go. wholesalers, and they're gonna go bring me private deals. Why not? It is it is
2: much better than going through the bank because as soon as the bank gets it right and they shop it out to a realtor, now you're on MLS and now you're competing, right? Uh,
0: so I interrupted the uh, last question, which was, "What are some of the challenges you faced uh, when you were f- first starting out, and how did you overcome them?"
2: The I know some of the challenges. I don't know if I've overcome them yet, but uh, the biggest ones were really, um. Finding trustworthy people, uh, contractors, or just even tradesmen—that that was the biggest biggest thing for me. Uh, I didn't—I'm not a handyman guy. I didn't—I don't have handyman skills, so I, I didn't have a, a network of people that I could call on and say, "Hey, I need a carpenter," or "Hey, I need a, a roofer." So, so I've learned almost throughout the first couple properties of finding a good team of people. That was the hardest part because I was looking to buy properties that need to work. Uh, if I was buying just turnkey properties, I'd probably want to find a good property manager. And, and it's the same situation in, in that you got to find someone that's a good property manager to, to manage your your properties if if you're not going to manage them yourself. So that was uh, that was something that I ended up having a couple horror stories that I that I could share if you wanted. But when it really comes down to it, uh, I got I found a pretty good team of of people now that I can call on for, for anything that I need for when I'm looking to buy a property that needs work or even ones that I'm renting now that I can call on these guys to make sure they take care of any issues that arise. Uh, if something breaks.
0: Yeah, it does take time to find the right guys, but let's hear one of the horror stories. Go ahead, man.
2: What did I, I touched on it earlier where I had, uh, some guy that was a wholesaler that, and I remember I said I had a side story to it. Well, this guy that was a wholesaler tried to help him out. He, he tended that he was a property. He was kind of a project manager. He had all these contacts here in Windsor. So I kind of teamed up with him and said, hey, I bought this. Let's buy this duplex, but I got a lot of other properties. I don't want to be hands-on. Can you can you manage the, the, the renovations? Sure, sure, sure. I ended up uh, having to stay on top of this guy every day and uh, – it turns out that I went away on vacation, and as I'm staying in touch with him through emails, and he's asking me for money and to pay certain uh, contractors or tradesmen, and you know I thought I could trust the guy, so I sent him money, and finally I come back from vacation, and this is a long, long process on this duplex, and I come back, and I, I walk through this duplex I had bought for, for $56,000. You guys are probably like the price on that one, and uh, the, it was just terrible, terrible work. And half the stuff that I sent the money for, that he told me he was gonna do, uh, like we were gonna redo all the siding, wasn't done. The guy ended up saying that he paid the paid the guys. I called the, the the siding guys to figure out what's going on. They said that they never got paid. I finally, kind of just threw my arms up in the air and just fired him. Fired the contractors, had to bring in my my new guys that now I use all the time on all my properties, and restart the whole renovation process. So, I you know I had about twenty grand tied up in all these renovations, and I uh, just had to redo it all. It, it was just just terrible terrible work, and you know it was a learning thing, learning process. But you you got to kind of weed out the people that you can really work with, and it, in the end it. I found these, this, this great company that I could now trust and they did a great job. They renovated both units. I ended up getting them rented. I ended up refinancing the property and the best part about it was I, the appraisal came in at around one, let's say 150 and it allowed me to pull out all my uh, money that I had, had invested. So now I had a property that was turnkey with no money uh, tied up. So yeah it was almost uh it, it turned out okay but yeah, it could have fantastic. been better but yeah it was and, and that's kind of what i try to do with all my properties i buy them i fix them up and, mm-hmm. and, and that's a lot of people do and then they refinance them, and they pull out all that that equity to put into another property so
0: and as you were telling that story man like you're not the first person that has that story everyone's got some version oh, yeah. of it so it's yeah man you, you just never know until it happens right uh, okay. So what are some of the advantages that being a realtor gives you in your, uh, in your business? Uh, the one, the one big advantage
2: is, and I work on a, so I'm a realtor in a brokerage, just kind of like you're going to be in Rob and I'm, and I think you're going to join a team. So I'm on a team as Walling and Windsor and we focus on, or they focus on, um, income properties in, in this city. So they have access to kind of almost like being a wholesaler, a lot of exclusive listings that they only market to to their their buyer list. So that's two or three of the properties I purchased. They never hit MLS. They were exclusive to our our real estate team, which you know allowed me to kind of get in there before. Would it have sold for higher? I don't know, but at least it's kind of me getting in before anyone else has uh has the access to 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 buy that property, right? That that's kind of one of the things I like about being, being a realtor and an investor. Uh, and then the other one I touched on earlier is you get, you get access to a lot of information in being a realtor. So you, you can really look at areas and do your due diligence on certain properties. Whereas a lot of investors, they have to rely on on a realtor. So you, you really need a good realtor. That's going to take the time and do that that research on a property you're looking at and look at comparables in the area and giving you their take on it. I, I can do that myself. So it, it's, it, it really cuts out a middleman and it really speeds it up in terms of what you can look at and, and, and you can, I'm trusting myself whereas someone else has to trust now real term and build that relationship.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good thing and that sounds like uh, some some things. Yeah, I'm joining a team. Sandy's on a team. I think that's the way to go, especially when you're first starting out.
2: So. Yeah, I I I agree. It was it was probably the best thing I did, to be honest. All
1: right. Well, uh, Tyler, what tasks do you usually delegate, and uh, why? Yeah. So
2: so when I first started, I, I barely delegated anything. The first property I bought, I, the first property I ever bought, I I hired a contractor team and they took care of all the renovations after that uh I ended up trying to renovate a property so my second property by myself in terms of doing the renovations myself painting sanding I had my brother-in-law come in I had my dad doing the electrical and I quickly realized that it takes 10 times longer to do all the work yourself versus hiring out so that was that was actually really good uh, one thing was I, I was able to appreciate the work that goes into renovating a house. Uh, the second thing was I, I could kind of figure out how long it might take someone to actually do it and the materials that are, that are involved. So going forward, when I was working with these contractors or tradesmen, and, and when they were giving me quotes, that, and that's huge, right? You don't know if, any, if someone's going to overquote you or, or they're going to do a bad job. At least now I had an idea of what, what's going on. So I started, I I said, okay, this this took too much of my time to do renovations myself. I I quickly found a a good team and just delegated from any renovations that were required. So that made it a lot easier because then I started buying, I bought too many properties, so there's no way I could do them on my own. So that that really helped. And then when I started refinancing them, I I didn't really want to be a hands-on property manager, so I had to... Go out now and buy, find a property manager that I could kind of trust to to manage the tenants, make sure the system's in place to to really any calls that come in for any for any request for maintenance on the properties or looking to collect rent. So that that really helped as well. So that kind of I guess comes into my my system because I ended up. I don't know if I'm going on a lot of tangents here, guys. Um, just trying to simplify here. I ended up with, with getting so many more properties as I, w- I was investing, and you, you just can't do it all yourself. So you, you're really looking to, to find a good team, and a property manager was good, and, but to then tie that in with your with your contractors your tradesmen, uh, your, you know, your property manager, I found uh, they have their contacts, but I found that I didn't I didn't know who his contacts were, and I, I liked my guys that were always doing renovations, so I. I pretty much be, became brought them all together so they worked kind of as a team and that really helped systemize everything so if there was ever a call for something that was broken my property manager would quickly send out um, an email that would go to to our contractors and, and they could easily get the job done and, and it all just came together where I managed the whole project so I would see the emails I would follow up to make sure the property manager got in touch with the the contractor. I'd you know I'd make sure I'd call the contractor got the job done, and it all just kind of delegated from there. Where you could almost take that vacation and, and do the do the job from from your laptop in Florida kind of thing. It's, you didn't really have to be on site for a lot of this. So it, it takes time to get to that point where you're not driving to the property every day to see if the work's done or if, if the rent's collected. But uh, once you get that system and you once you delegate those tasks, now you're where you want to be. That, and that's where I've always wanted to get to. And, and it's, it's still a work in progress.
0: And you know, and that is really important because, um, because I wasn't able to go. I had to delegate that stuff in the beginning. But I know a lot of guys who just can't, right? It's hard to let go. But once you let go, that that's really what's required to take the next step—to st- stand back from actually doing the renovations. Because if you're in there, it's really hard to be out looking for more properties if you're if you're um, you know putting up drywall.
2: Yeah, right. I, I definitely agree. You're, you're you got to look at your. Your time versus cost kind of thing. Where's your time best well spent, right, Rob?
0: And another thing that you said was, if you're in there doing it yourself, you're not really doing yourself any favors because we're doing a little bit of property management right now and... And the woman who we're working for, she mentioned, you know, well, I just can't afford to get the place painted. I'll come in and do it myself and I'll probably have it ready. And I'm like, well, that's going to take you another month. So there's going to be like, because she lives in Toronto. So she got to drive out here after <laughs> work at some point, maybe on weekends and do it, she said. So she's like, I can't afford to exactly to to hire anybody out. And I'm like, look, it, it, that's going to cost you another month of rent. It's cheaper to pay somebody else to do it and get it done. Very, very. Take you're them right. Two right. Days no, to that's a good point. Apartment. So, so I mean, people need to understand and realize that kind of stuff. That's very important.
1: Yeah, that's just big. That's it, That's most business. any big business you want to grow? You need to replace yourself. Usually, that's usually one of the big steps. Replacing something that you're doing, someone that can do it as good or uh, or better.
2: You you can't be an expert in everything. That's what I've always uh, always realized. So you, you know, you stick to what you're good at, and you you hire people that are good at what
1: they're doing. So, tell tell me about this Investor of the Year award that you won. How did you win it?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, I, I wish we were on Skype or on video Skype because I would show They give you a huge glass trophy. I had to carry this thing around for, for the whole day. With, and it's heavy. But it, it was, <laughs> everywhere you walk, people just saw this thing in my hand. And you, you, I, I'm not a guy to kind of gloat, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. But So to actually win the award, it, it was – I think we got an email because I subscribed to crew, their, their emails every day. And it came in, hey, investor of the year, award is up, nominate uh, an investor. And my fiance goes, Tyler, you should nominate yourself. I, you know, I, I'm not like that. I don't like to brag. I don't want to tell anyone what I did. And I said, no, no. So she went and nominated me and shared it on Facebook. I, I honestly, maybe a couple people – nominated me as well and next thing you know they crew contact me saying you you're you're a finalist and i couldn't believe it so i was a finalist for the newcomer of the year as well as investor of the year
0: congratulations and
2: man i had only been investing for i think about, about a year at the time so that's why i figured newcomer of the year was going to be what i won because I, I had bought i think 11, 11 properties throughout the year. I had about 50 doors. So when I actually sat back and looked at it, I said, "Oh, maybe maybe I will win." But there's so many good investors throughout Canada that you don't you don't think you're going to be that guy that that's going to win an award like that cuz there's so many people doing I think that know a lot more than I do. So when I went there and they're they're calling the awards and newcomer came up and my name was up there and then they didn't win it so I was I was kind of disappointed I said and I think there's some fellow from Saskatchewan had won it and sitting down with him this guy felt like a like Donald Trump he he just blew me away on what he knew and I'm sitting oh my God this guy won newcomer there's no way I'm gonna win investor of the year and you're always learning in this business so. When, when they called investor of the year and my name was mentioned and I won it, I, I kind of just shocked and went up there and gave some 50 minute, 50 second speech, I should say, and don't even know what I, what I actually said. Just said that you're always learning. And and I try to always go to those kind of conferences and events and take these courses. Julie Broad, for example, because there's always so, something that you can learn from, from these other investors. And that's just like life. You're you're always gonna, you're you don't you're never gonna know everything. That winning that award made me realize that I could I'm gonna want to do this full time, and, and I've stepped away from being a realtor. I still have my license, but I, I love this, and this is what I want to do. And now I'm I'm looking to just kind of grow the grow the business and buy buy more properties, looking for you know partners or or just doing it on my own. So it's it's it was uh, it was kind of a wake up call but maybe the right wake up call and it was all just because uh my fiance decided to just sign me up and nominate me.
0: Well, I really enjoyed that awards show and you know, congratulations. I was there when you won and it was it was uh, oh, yeah? you know, I, I yeah, yeah, I was there. Okay. And uh I was I was happy for you, man. It was it was I I really enjoyed those awards and the lunch and the whole thing was, you know, pretty fancy. I liked to be in there. It,
2: it was it was something else to be in in a room full of those people and like I said, there's there's so many people doing doing investing in real estate, and you are always gonna pick up something. And I remember speaking to Stefan Arno, because uh, I think he was one of the guest speakers that that weekend, right, Rob? Yep. And uh, he goes, well, hey, now that you've what did he say? If you want to become a an expert, you know, now this is you peaked at being a this is not a hobby anymore. That's what he kind of told me. This is not a hobby anymore, now this is full time, so it kind of went, yeah, you know what this it's not a hobby right now you gotta this is what I'm gonna do and I, and I really like it and I, I think you can you gotta just make sure you you surround yourself with the right people and the right team and you know sky's the limits, I hope
1: so it's not a hobby, I guess it's a bit it's a real business right so where do you see the business going now uh, next few years or into the future? The business,
2: I think now, I've been slowly kind of approaching. Um, you know, sitting down, meeting with people that are looking to to invest in in, in real estate, but they just don't have the time. So I've, I'm kind of now branching out to find joint venture partners that are, you know, um, they like real estate, they don't have the time, they don't have the expertise. So now I'm offering them. You know, if you want to invest in Windsor, yeah. I can give them that that expertise. I can find the properties and and show them show them that we can partner together on this on this investment property and make a good return on on our investment. That and I really really like development, so I'm slowly gonna probably get into that. But again, that comes down to finding people that have done it and that kind of kind of mentor you in that that uh. That step so I, I've only right now doing um, bought a piece of land and we're, and we're building a spec house so that's yeah so that's that's the first phase of my development but there's a lot to learn I've never done it like a subdivision I've never done anything that that extreme but I would really like to take the, the company in, into that forum and and that kind of goes with having that brand we're People can trust you, and maybe they see that you're. You're. If they want to join in with you and partner with you, that you can show them, hey, this this is my track record. This is how you know you can make a good return versus maybe putting your money, you know, in a nice mutual fund that you know maybe not as risky, but you know we don't want to work till we're 60. We wanna we want that financial freedom much much earlier. I hope so. It's get a risk versus reward kind of thing that that's kind of how I look at it. So so the business in terms of growing would be growing it with other people that are that are looking to to do well as well in real estate.
0: Well, it sounds like Winter uh sorry, it sounds like Windsor is the place to be right now and uh you know, we encourage anybody who who wants to uh learn more about you to get in contact with you. So how could people do that?
2: Yeah, I think the best way would probably either just uh go to my website. So um <laughs> www.tysoul.com and you can subscribe to my newsletter or, or even just shoot me an email uh, info at as well those are always good ways to reach out to me I have a Facebook page I check regularly I'm always posting new articles I um you know there's there's so many ways to get in touch with so So someone's looking to kind of look at investing in in Windsor. I had a guy reach out to me today. He's like, "Hey, I like I like what you're doing. I want to learn more." You know, he just shot me an email. So I I, we're gonna have a call tomorrow morning. Windsor's still very foreign to a lot of people. They Windsor's got a bad rep, and I'm sure you guys are aware of that from from the recession back in a way. It hit Windsor hard being an automotive city. So still got that stigma where. the the real estate market's terrible and you shouldn't invest there. So for me to kind of talk to people and let them know and doing these kind of this podcast with you guys, like I said, it's, it's like I'm promoting the city I grew up in and Windsor is could be the, you know, the next big thing. I don't know if it's going to be Hamilton big, but it's been, it's been great for, for myself for sure.
0: Okay, yeah, awesome. And we we always put up all of the guest info on the website. So if you missed the website, just go to the show notes, and all the Tyler's info will be right there. And I just want to say one thing about uh, our discussion earlier. I want to just add a little disclaimer here. None of us are lawyers. None of us know the letter of the law, right down to the letter. And we're just sharing our experiences here and the things that we've learned along the way in our journeys. So. Everybody who um, who's listening to this should check with the proper people on the proper procedures to do anything before you go out and start acting. Sounds good. All right, Tyler. Well, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, congratulations on your award again. I'm, I I was really proud of you, man, for winning oh, that. So no, thank you. That's thank awesome. you so
1: much.
2: No, that, that's that means a lot. That's uh, that's always nice to hear. Like I said, it's it's very. If I, if I can do it, I feel like a lot a lot of anyone can do it. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> well, not everyone can.
2: No, not anyone can. I mean, it's it's not all uh, – it's not that easy. You've got, you got to put the time and effort right. into a it. A lot of people
0: don't want to work. Maybe everyone yeah, can. I think both them can. Yeah, but, they don't want to or they choose yeah. not to or whatever it yeah. may be.
2: It, yeah. it's, it's that – I, I agree, guys. You got you got to really uh, put yourself out there and take a risk. That, that's kind of what it comes down to.
1: Right on. well, this is this has been awesome. I, I really enjoyed the Windsor stuff. I'm uh, I got to look a little more into it now. I feel yeah, like maybe
0: we can <laughs> pick up a couple of seventy-five thousand dollar duplexes.
1: I know it's really, really sounds nice, nice. They're,
2: they're still out there, guys. They're still out there. I think I, I picked up one. One was only on ninety-five. And it's a nice
0: one, so. You're going to steal all my JV partners. Uh, I don't
2: know about that. I think, <laughs> but they're out there. I mean, all it is is having a dinner with with a guy. And, you know, if they really trust you and like what you do, that's, that's where they come from, right?
0: Awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. Thanks for coming on again. And have a good night, man.
2: All right. You too, guys. That Thank you so. very much. Bye. Bye.